I'm Lindsay. I'm Austin. And I'm Joe from PopXCast. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready because geekiness begins in... Three. Two. One. ATGN, 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 ATGN. They are talking Ogwan just in time for the holidays. Holy crap, it's a Wednesday. Holy crap, it's a Wednesday. ATGN, 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 ATGN. Hey, everybody, look at Chris. He is face palming. Must be talking about Willie's penis. Must be talking about Willie's penis. ATGN, 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 ATGN. Dick butt, dick butt. Hey everyone, and welcome to the special holiday edition of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Episode 241, recorded live on Wednesday, December 21st, 2016. You might have noticed from our special edition intro, this was a Wednesday recording. So a giant thank you to Keith, a.k.a. Clone Freak, for putting that together for us. That was absolutely fantastic. I'm impressed. (laughs) That was Waggle Crotch? That was indeed. And for those that were listening, I forgot to ramp up the soundboard a little bit. The audio was a little low, so I turned it up partway through. Sorry, it was a little quiet. I'll have it fixed in post. I we have been writing that literally since Monday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So two days to write. What? So how long well, about? So how long did you think about my penis for? Oh God. Actually, <laughs> okay. So Willie penis was his was his contribution. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know if that says more about you or him. <laughs> but we did. Like he started it on Monday, and then yesterday I had to go to bed super early, so I couldn't really work on it because I had to be at work this morning at five. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, this. So then, during the workday today, we're texting each other back and forth ideas, and then he recorded it in uh, like thirty minutes, and he edited it, and we weren't sure if we weren't gonna get it in time, and we did it, and he's the best. Yeah, kudos to you, Keith. Uh, job well done. I would clap loudly, but it would screw up all my levels, so I'm not going to. <laughs> Golf clap. Golf, Golf clap. clap. So if you. So if you are watching this live as we record it, or later when it debuts on our YouTube channel or later on the audio feed, this is the Rogue One edition of uh, All Things Good and Nerdy. We're going to spoil the everything crap out of it. That is why our video background, if you're watching live right now, has just changed to something a little more Star Wars-y. But we didn't figure just the just the regular crew could do this. We did bring in some reinforcements. So yes, we have a giant panel today. I'm going to try and do introductions across the board. We've got the ATG and regulars. One, of course, Anthony Bachman. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. The one, the only, Naki. I'm one with the force and the force is with me. And of course, uh, one, Willie D. Nelson. I don't think he's here to be Saint Willie today. Oh, no, no. This movie could have used some more boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and of course, regular Willie's back. Yeah, regular Willie's back. And of course, (laughs) I am Chris, but we do, like I said, have some great Gunna Geek guests join us. So I'm just going to work my way across the bottom of the screen. Joining us from Tyrion's Landing (laughs) over on the Gunna Geek Network, we have Jeannie. Hello, the forces. I am one with the force, and the force is with me, or I forget now. Yeah, (laughs) the line's going to get overplayed, I'm sure. (laughs) And from Art House Legends, we've got Kent. 
Hi, nice battle station you've got here. Mind if I claim it as my own? <laughs> and of course, from Legends of Shield and Strange and Unusual Productions, Legends of Shield, which airs in uh, 43 minutes, I think it is, or 53 <laughs> minutes on Geeks.Live, we've got Lauren. I'm seven with the Force, and the Force is eight with me. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm confused. I had to mix it up. <laughs> That reminds me of the of that trailer I saw before with the the fate of the <laughs> sorry the Fast and Furious movie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. Oh. The fate, the fate of the, of the Furious. Oh my god, that's a play fate. of words. It was excellent. That's All the titles are amazing. Come on, <laughs> Furious Seven, Fast Five. The well, fact that they've kept that going in the franchise is fucking awesome. Wait, wait, wait. This is the wrong show for the Fast and the Furious guys. This is a completely different podcast, completely different show. As much as I love The Rock, we're here to talk about Star Wars. So Rogue One. I guess the easiest way to start this out is: What's your guys' initial thoughts? Did you love it? Did you hate it? And chime in as you want. I'm just going to help moderate things. Well, I really enjoyed it. Than we used to. So. This is the movie that I've been wanting forever. I've been very vocal since uh, Disney bought Star Wars and saying that I want a war story. And I wanted something along the lines of the Rogue and Wraith Squadron books. And at the very end of the movie, I was just in tears sobbing. And I leaned over to my husband and I said, I wish Aaron Alston was still alive because this oh. is the closest that we are getting to a Wraith Squadron movie. And... It, this was, if not everything I wanted, it was really damn close. Yeah, I, I didn't even make the Wraith Squadron comparison, but as we're sitting here, I'm like, oh my God, it is Wraith Squadron. Wraith Squadron. So wait, is that another book I need to read? Yes. yes. <laughs> Go and read all of the Stack, Michael Stackpole and Aaron Alston Star Wars X-Wing books. They're technically no longer canon. They're part of the Legends series yeah. now. They're canon in my heart. Yes, exactly. So it means it doesn't matter. Don't read it. You don't have I went backing out the Thrawn trilogy. I'm, I'm, yep, re yep. I'm going back and adding stuff. I'm. I just. There's a lot to catch up on with Star Wars. I also loved uh, Rogue One. I thought exactly like Lauren said. As soon as I was coming out, I'm like, this is a war movie, and finally we get an adult Star Wars movie. In some ways, well, I wouldn't say an like, adult uh, Star Wars movie. There was no penis. And it could use a lot not more boobs. Adult yeah. is story-wise, not porn-wise. <laughs> yeah, it was the it was the least like kid-friendly Star Wars movie for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah all those fucks this, they threw in there, Jesus. Yeah, this is <laughs> definitely PG thirteen for a reason, not to sell tickets. Yeah, I would certainly be wary of bringing. I don't have kids, but if I did, I'd be like, oh. you know, there's definitely an age limit where I don't know if I'd want yeah. my kids to see this because the fact that all of the heroes that you like and you bought those action figures for are dead. <gasps> Spoilers! Hey, this is a spoiler-filled episode, guys. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out there and drop the spoilers immediately. Even your, yeah. even your main, even your main villain is dead at the end. Is so. anybody yeah. else thrilled yeah. that they killed? everyone i was so worried that they were going to cop out and have like one person win and then at the same time when i was watching the movie i was so hopeful maybe yeah. they'll uh, maybe they'll live yeah. but it's it's fitting it's a suicide mission it's hopeless we know how it's going to end 
So and it was, it was perfect. I'm glad you brought up that point about everyone dying because remember, there were a ton of reshoots that happened for Rogue One. There was all sorts of rumors over the internet about just what those were. And Gareth Edwards, who directed this movie, did a very good job, I might add. He'd done the Empire podcast a while back and admitted that the ending was one of the things they changed. Well, further interviews were the reason they changed the ending is because they didn't think Disney was going to let them kill everyone originally. So they actually <laughs> left some of them alive. I believe in the original cut, Jyn Erso escapes in a downed X-Wing yes. or something like that. So they took it to Lucasfilm and Disney and Kathleen Kennedy basically said, well, if they stole the plans and we don't see them in the later movies, they should probably be dead. There, there was the theory of them turning into the Knights of Ren, which I thought was a really interesting theory. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the same time, like I was actually kind of happy that they killed everybody because then you just have people floating around. No, no, no. Ezra's going to form the Knights of Ren. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, maybe. We don't know yet. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, all these Witter. people disappearing for four years would have been strange, or for four movies would have been strange. Well, it's, yeah, you got the 30 year gap yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Got, but Gary Witta, who uh, wrote the script and is also a writer on Rebels and, uh, is so fun uh was answering a lot of questions on twitter yesterday about uh rogue one and some of the stuff in there and uh people were asking about yeah about the ending and he said flat out oh we didn't think disney was gonna let us kill everyone and then he went on about things like vader's castle and he went on about things like um Jin, what he saw as uh his point of view on Jin's um adolescence with Saw Gerrera and just things like that. It's a tremendously interesting conversation. So if you get a chance, go back and follow him or just read it if you don't want to Yeah, there's him. been some great nuggets of information dropped, especially uh, the, the Rebel showrunner has been dropping little hints and even the Rebels Facebook page is like, hey, did you catch these cameos? And uh, all right, so I don't know who all here actually has been watching Star Wars Rebels or is close to caught up. I'm in season two right now. Uh, yeah, I'm... I'm yeah about four behind right now okay. but yeah so anything that was in this movie is probably not going to spoil you about rebels but there were some nice name drops and some nice video not audio visual drops rather like we saw the ghost in multiple scenes it was in the yes. battle of scarif 4 yes. it was landed on yavin 4 there's a blink if you miss it moment of chopper which is the astromech from star wars rebels and um, yeah, i saw the screenshot of that yes it was fantastic and uh, and then that? when you and hear the announcement uh, General Sindula. And at that point, I kind of screamed in the theater and leaned over <laughs> to my husband. I was like, did you hear? Did you hear? But he yeah. well, was caught up and didn't hear it. What's weird about that well, announcement, I heard the announcement, but I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> I was the same way. And they did say after the fact, the Rebel Sharners came out and said that is a reference to Hera, not Hera's father. So at some point in time, uh, when A New Hope comes up, we know that. Hera will, in fact, become a general. They did also say they would love to do an episode of Rebels that takes place from the ghost's perspective during the Battle of Scarif Four, which could be, be so cool. really sweet. And I'm going to guess we have no Jedi involved, and we did not get confirmation or any clue as to whether the ghost was destroyed by Vader's forces at the end when everyone's retreating. So for all we know, the ghost lives to fight another day. Or they could all just die there, and that's how they end the, ser the series. I don't know. <laughs> they all go to Scarif Four and get killed. Well, except the Jedi, because Ezra's going to go form the Knights of Ren. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Nothing's impossible. Willie's like, I don't know what any of you guys are talking about. I don't watch Rebels. I don't really like Star Wars that much. I just watched no, the movie to do this oh, oh, podcast. Oh, oh, oh. 
I Isn't Kanan already rocking a face shield? So he, he likes the helmet thing. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still in the middle of my Rebels watch, so boyfriend owns all of it, and he owns the the season three as it's coming out uh, on Amazon. So we're watching, so he's watching it like as we go. So um, good. So really I'm good. I just finished season one, so I'm I'm very slowly making my way through. <laughs> two is better than one. Three is better than two. Yes. Oh yes. I have said before, one didn't get me until the final episode. And someone said, hey, have you been watching Rebels? I said, no. They said, oh, my God. They said, watch the season finale of, episode, of season one, and then you'll love it. And I watched it and went, yeah. I'm watching all the old episodes now. This is fantastic. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> is it on Netflix? Yeah, Rebels is um, no, season no, one, wait, I thought was. No, or is it not anymore? Not like, whoa. No, Clone Rebels, Rebels is, is on only Netflix. on XD. So Rebels is no-go. Rebels is no-go. No you have to have Disney XD, I guess. Cable credentials. Or yeah. buy it on iTunes. Or, or Amazon. <laughs> or uh, my interest is faded. Because <laughs> Willie Boo is this man. cheap. Well, it's and it's not even it's it's not even that. I think you have to buy the uh, you actually have to actually buy the um the DVDs. It's no longer available streaming at all. That's a bummer. Yeah, well, I'll get to it at some point in time. But back back on to Rogue One itself. I'll try and rein us back on topic because I've been going off of topic a little bit and gushing about Rebels. Well, let's dive back into the movie itself. There's a bunch of different standout characters. So I've got to ask everyone who's here on the panel, what character worked best for you? What character worked least for you guys? And Donnie and Hype Train. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Ch- Chirut Imwe. Yes. I, you have no idea how excited I was when I heard they were casting him in this because I'm a huge Donnie Yen fan. And uh, then, you know, they're like, oh, he's blind and he's got a stick. And I'm like, this could work for me. Total Zaruichi, you know. Oh, hell yeah. And force sensitive blind fury. Fucking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And he totally made it work. I, I just wish they'd used him more because, I mean, you put Donnie Yen in a movie. I, I, I want to see a lot of it. I, yeah. I love him with a with with fiery passion. I love Donnie Yen. Yes. And I just found out that he is in the new sequel that is on Netflix of um Crouching, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Dragon. So now I have to watch that. Yeah. Mm. Um, see, I was I was a little worried about his character when I saw it in the trailer. Cause um the way that they had it in the trailer, it kind of looked like he was training people. And I was like, are they really going to go for that Asian trope? And totally did not. And I was yeah. thrilled. <laughs> that was something that I was afraid of because I am not quiet about my my issue with the Asian trope uh, as an Asian person. It's one of those what? things that just gets under my skin. <laughs> not uh, quiet? <laughs> but uh, I was really excited that that they used him very, very well. Yeah, Riz Ahmed was also great. Um, again, mm-hmm. I love him. Actual, you know, looks like a Disney character, yeah. Riz Ahmed. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad to see that this has been such a good year for him. And he was adorable. And I loved seeing his character arc from, oh my God, I just, I, I don't, what am I doing to, I have to do this thing. And he does it. And then, oh no, he's dead. Were, were they oh. a couple? Who? Uh, Donnie and I uh, don't know their names in the movie because I didn't <laughs> hear names. Yeah, I don't remember Malbus. those. Okay, so There's Gareth Edwards has that. said you I... can interpret it that way. He says yeah. that he left it in. Raise your, raise, your, raise your hand if you ship it. 
Come on, they're like an old married couple. I don't I'm not like a shipper. So. I like the idea of them being an old married couple. Yeah, yeah, it came off and well. Yeah. Also, Diego Luna. I mean, yeah, I'm all for like yeah. again Hispanic major Hispanic characters in Star Wars, and we get Diego Luna, who's adorable and a great actor, and he's this wonderfully complex character, and I am so happy. So. Yeah. Wait, is, okay. is Diego the pilot? Which character was Diego? No, he was uh, Cassian. 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 Okay, Cassian. I could. Yeah. I, could I haven't got all the actors' names yeah. yet, but yeah. Yeah, Riz Ahmed yeah, was I, the pilot. Okay, yeah, I, they were both. I was just so thrilled with all of this cast. Uh, even Ben Mendelsohn, at, I say even uh, Ben Mendelsohn's clinic <laughs> was fantastic. And right now, I'm in the. I'm about two thirds done with Catalyst, which is the prequel novel uh, by James Lucino. And uh, it's all about Galen and Galen Urso, Matthew Mickelson's character, and Krennic, and about kind of their relationship and how things all fell apart and led to Galen running off to a farm. And I highly recommend it. It's if you like seeing, you know, Krennic be a jerk. It's a good book. So Ben Mendelsohn did it perfectly because I absolutely loathe to director Krennic in the movie. I'm like, oh, you're one of those imperial yeah. scumbags. I just don't like you. Yeah. And I was almost cheering when Tarkin took the Death Star away from him because I'm like, ah, oh, I don't like you. So it was well done in that regard. <laughs> what I, he, what I like about the artist that did all the work and then someone else got all the credit. That's kind of yes. Shit. That's exactly. <laughs> and then he goes and whines to Darth Vader because Darth Vader's really yeah. going to come in and save the day. <laughs> that joke, Darth Vader. Yeah. Not, not the bad, not the best uh, middle management move. I'm going to complain to Vader. He'll help. Yeah. Yeah, go that, to the, one, that one force joke was awful. Well, but you that know, was good. It, it's exactly it. in character for Vader, though. If you go look, Anakin always had dumb little yeah. quips, and you go into yeah. the original trilogy, apology, apology accepted, accepted, Captain, Captain Nita, and things like that. Vader's he a does little that. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to Cassian for a minute. Sure. Um, the thing that I really liked about him and the movie in general is you know the beginning of the movie it doesn't feel like a star wars movie when it starts the first third to two-thirds of that movie did not feel like a star wars movie and i think that what what i liked about his character and the movie was we don't have the rebellion as we know it in a new hope at the beginning of this movie there but there are a bunch of ragtag people a bunch of extremists terrorists and they slowly build into and become the collective rebellion by the end of the movie and i loved that and i love the fact that cassian is a is pretty gray at the beginning he's he's definitely not a heroic character but he's not a bad guy but at the same time he's killing people he's killing his own people and he's killing other people and I, I just really enjoyed that aspect well, of it. Until they make the special edition of Rogue One where he doesn't shoot first. Bite your tongue. <laughs> bite yeah, your that's tongue one of the right things now. that I liked about this movie and one of the things that I liked about the Rogue and Wraith, the Rogue and Wraith Squadron books is that uh, it's, okay, let's face it. Star Wars is at its heart kind of a fairy tale. And... What this is doing is it's pointing out, much as the Rogan, uh, much as the Clone Wars and Rebels cartoons are doing, bad things happen in war. People do bad things in war, even when they think they're doing it for the right. 
And when people do bad things, it makes them feel bad. It's not like all 24 Jack Bauer, I'm going to torture somebody and then just keep going on. It's, I shot a guy and this is wearing really heavy on me. I, you know, tried to run off these plans because I thought it was the right thing to do. And uh, they didn't believe me. And I was tortured. And now I feel bad about it. I have spent the past 20 some years of my life traumatized. I have trust issues. Yep. Well said. I I can't counter any of that. (laughs) (laughs) There was, but he did reprogram K2SO, which is awesome. Yes, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I love me some K2SO, and Alan Tudyk (laughs) is absolutely hilarious. Gets all the one-liners. Alan to Mill Anatomy. Yeah, Yeah. because he's the first. He's the first bit of humor we get in this one, right? Because there's nothing funny until he shows up. Only you're being rescued. Don't move. Not the only humor (laughs) we have. We have the, you know, when they're black bagging everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he did bring up a good point. How come the robot with perfect aim didn't get a blaster? <laughs> Nobody trusts droids. Well, yeah. That's true. is my favorite character. Oh, wow. It's because they lived well, through the Clone Wars where droids had blasters. So there's a little bit plus, of a cultural sensitivity yeah. there. Plus, he's a oh, reprogrammed Imperial droid. So they still don't fully trust him. Again, this whole movie, you can read so much into this as an examination of trust and grief. And actually, I got into a really good discussion with somebody on Twitter about specifically the character of Saw Guerrera. And what you can see about um, this movie as the culmination of his arc about what it means to lose, you know, your humanity and your innocence and your trust in a wartime. And I had planned to do a rewatch of the Andron episodes yesterday um, for, of Clone Wars, but something came up. So I'm going to try to do that again tomorrow. Uh, and also, I had another discussion with somebody about how a lot of these characters... I'm sorry, I'm monopolizing this, but I just have so much to say about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> really? About how I'm a shocked. Lot of- <laughs> <laughs> you know, all these characters, they, they are characters who have lost something and are dealing with this loss in whatever way they can. Even, we've, we've talked about most of them, but even Chirrut and uh, Baze, they have, you know, they were guardians of the wills. They had a purpose. That purpose was taken from them when the Imperials trashed their planet. So you have uh, Baze, who has lost his faith in essence, but he is clinging on to the one thing slash person that he saw his faith in, which is Chirrut. And you have Chirrut, who is trying you know, he's trying to cling to his faith by just staying at these ruins and doing, continuing on the only way he knows how. And then at the end, they all have this hope of, you know, we are doing this thing to make the universe a better place because it has left us behind, but we're trying to make a better future. They die for a purpose when it's all said and done. And let's not, let's not completely blow past the fact that the guardians of the wills are now canon. Yes. As is, Darth Vader's castle from the first draft of Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Absolutely. All right. What's the Guardian of the Wills? Can someone explain it to the non-educated? The very first draft (laughs) of the Star Wars script, it was supposed to be from the Journal of the Wills, which was, I guess, kind of a galactic record. And the Wills have always been, that's Wills, W-H-I-L-L-S. It's always been kind of connected in Star Wars in one form or another uh, as this kind of big thing that has something to do with the force but nobody's really sure how 
So now we kind of see it's this uh, force temple on Jeddah. It's, I guess, kind of a church of the force. And I think it was confirmed that uh, Lord Santeca from Force Awakens was kind of an adherent of this religion. That was my understanding as well, as that was his background. And wasn't, uh, didn't Qui-Gon study something of the wills to be able to become a Force ghost or something like that? Or did that go away yeah, as part that of the was, EU? That was originally, it was in the, the Legends canon. Okay. As of Clone Wars, it was these like um, Force spirit sisters i'll have to go back and rewatch the episodes it was in the the quote-unquote lost episodes okay gotcha. that were made but never shown after the show was canceled so i want to toss it to the chat room a second real quick because i see the draftsman made a comment that is just too good to pass up he said star wars is fantasy in space rogue one is like the game of thrones in space bloody nasty filled with badass killers <laughs> <laughs> so uh well said draftsman and thank you for joining us tonight <laughs> Um, I have a question because it was, it's been bothering me. Was Vader's costume different? Did he have really shiny pants? Like, Probably. I felt like he had really shiny pants when so, they flapped out his cape. No. And I'm just like, no, it, it looked um, like shiny. <laughs> the problem, the problem you're, you're experiencing is 1970s film footage versus high def. Gotcha. Okay. Also, I did hear that, um, I just saw this in an interview today. Gareth Edwards was saying that one of the problems they had with the Vader costume was lighting it because um, there's a certain look you expect from the costume. So when they re like constructed it for this movie, uh, they had all sorts of problems lighting it. So it, it might just be a problem of lighting. Right. They did gotcha. say they had a tough time with parts of that they did go back and recreate the costume though, from what they saw on screen and from some of the original moldings, things like that. So I don't know if anyone had realized that most of this panel probably had Vader had red lenses in a new hopes. So they made sure he had the red lenses here for rogue one. Okay. They remodeled the chest plate to look that. more like what was in a new hope. And they also changed the way his cloak was draped. And when they went and redid the mask, this was one of the coolest things I'd seen. They even put fingerprints that were in the original molds back on the mask. When they remade mm. it for rogue one, they were meticulous nice. about how they went and recreated the Darth Vader suit. And, it kind of pays off. And I'd read an interview with either Gareth Edwards or Ben Mendelsohn who were talking about the experience of filming a scene with Vader on set. And they both had to go off to the side and kind of geek out and make, we're on set with Darth Vader. We're on set with Darth Vader. <laughs> well, and they, they did a good job because, yeah, it, it, it really had that. It looks like a plastic 70s suit, which, mm -hmm. which, you know, they had to, you know, it must have been hard for them to avoid. Oh, we could upgrade the Vader suit and make it look so cool. It's like, no, you can't. That doesn't work in the storyline. Well, it's got to look like 70s, like, costume shop they especially when you end your movie 10 minutes before the next one yeah. starts yeah. Right. did anyone notice yeah. how the helmet was kind of set on really loosely on that head well he just got out of the bath <laughs> well, I, yeah true. he's it still wet it wasn't shiny and all polished like an empire strikes back it was the dull Right. And Gareth Edwards had said something to the effect of, I, I like to think that Darth Vader has multiple sets of armor and he's got his one dinged up and scuffed up armor that he's going to wear when he knows he's going into battle. Those, those are his comfy pants at home. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think comfy pants. I understand. Okay, so we barely that? talked about the main character. <laughs> what did well, you all think of Jin? Wait, I liked Jin. Uh, I honestly, the only problem that I had with Jin is the constant uh, longing looks that she had with uh, what? What's his name? Cassian. 
Cassian. So the constant longing looks got yeah. under my skin after a while. I was like, <laughs> I understand you two want to bang and it's not going to happen, but can we move on? <laughs> I mean, I understand they are both very attractive people, but well, I, I, she's I, been in jail. Like she's been in jail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really, I, I did. I really enjoyed Jin as a character. I really enjoyed, you know, that when you find her, she's under a whole different name and everything like that. But yeah, like I said, that was the only thing that bothered me. I was like, all right, I get it. You two want to bang. Got it. No, it <laughs> noted. I don't blame I, you. One either, thing that yeah. I really liked about Jin was her motivation. She didn't have this whole, I need to be in a rebellion thing. It was just for her, it was literally just, I need to find my dad. She finds her dad. Yeah. She finds out this thing he's been doing. And then she's like, now I need to make them pay because they killed my dad. And yeah, there's this whole other thing at large and everything. And they ruined my life. They ruined everyone's lives. But it all goes back to they messed up my family. Yeah. They did also, they fell into the thing that I hate yeah. when a movie puts something in the trailer and then doesn't use it in the film. That yeah. bugs the shit out of me. I was waiting for her to drop that line. It's, it's a, a rebellion. Good. I rebel. Like, that's her a good fucking line. Or is not in the movie. Right. It's part of the stuff that got dropped out as, as part of the yeah. reshoots, is my yeah. understanding. And that's just from what I've read from various interviews. I don't think there's anything officially yeah. said on that. No, it's it is. It's like that plus the stuff with her on the beach when I guess she still lived. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually okay that they pulled that line out because yeah, it was kind of cheesy. Well, not that it was cheesy, but the fact that she wasn't really there to rebel. She was there no. it, it wouldn't have made sense anymore with the way that how the movie went. But she's kind of there to be a smart ass though too. So I kind of yeah, saw yeah. that as more of a smart ass line and versus Star Wars necessarily is full of cheesy goddamn good lines. <laughs> Well, like, at the, but, at the same, but at the same time, <laughs> you get the uh, when you see the line in the trailer, you get the feeling that she's being chastised for not doing what she's supposed to do. And that never yeah. really happened either. So it would, it, it, as Naki said, it wouldn't have really made a lot of sense. I also love that very last scene with. OK, so two things that I want to bring up about that last scene with her and Cassian. First off, the Pacific Rim comparison, because yep. you have that whole kind of mutual respect kind of attraction never actually stated. So it's kind of um, ambiguous thing with both movies, the male and female leads in both movies. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, and this is the one that's probably more you know, applicable, is my husband brought up on the beach, you know, where it's the, the end of the world, nuclear apocalypse, everything. And it's just them having this human moment before the blast comes in and kills them. And I've had nightmares just like that. So that scene hit me really hard. Like growing up as a Cold War baby, I think anybody yeah. who's lived through the, you know, all that has probably <laughs> had nightmares about waiting for the, for the blast to come hit you. Well, and the way the Death Star blast works when they're not destroying the whole planet makes it very ominous because you basically just see that wave of destruction coming your way. And you're like, yeah. oh, I'm just screwed. Which I love because, yeah, it wasn't just like a laser blast that just incinerated the city and then stopped. It's like, no, yeah. this puts a dent in the planet and a giant shockwave that goes out. Like that made it look so much cooler than what I thought we were going to see when, the, when they do the first blast. And yeah. how cool is it that it's powered by the same thing that powers a lightsaber? Yeah. That is so tragic. I 
It's that... a giant dick move by the Empire. We took all your kyber crystals. <laughs> wait that for the payoff so and the, wait for the payoff in this trilogy where they can't find in the new latest trilogy rather where they can't find lightsaber crystals now. No, <laughs> this is when Luke takes them out and they go tear apart like last bits of Death Stars. They go on a hunt yeah. for kyber crystals. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. What, that what, be what cool. if that's where Kylo Ren found yeah, yeah. the freaking helmet? When they were like looking for fragments of kyber crystals on. Um... There you go. On Ooh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so you got I two also... blown up Death Stars. You could go check for kyber crystals. There's there's some stories shit that they can mine. Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing that I really liked about this movie was the stormtroopers felt like an actual fighting force and not cannon fodder. <laughs> they yes. actually shot shit. <laughs> You did it, guys! Right. You shot and aimed. Yep. So <laughs> Since we're talking about stormtroopers and shooting, and we also talked earlier about how dark well, this movie is, they were just shooting people straight up in the head as they were just climbing up. Like, oh, I'm gonna get back up. Yeah, in the bed and the head. Like, holy! Another well, well, stormtrooper outfit. This is the Jesus. first movie where we had death troopers. Like, how fucking well, cool is it? There's death <sighs> troopers with green lenses. Like yes. those dudes are wicked looking. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's your wife? Oh, uh, blam. Sorry. Oh. Orders the orders, well, like, this, this movie feels like the most lived-in of the movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, they've tried with some of the other ones. Like, they tried with Coruscant in Episode 2. They tried with uh, some of the places in Episode 7. But this one is the one that authentically feels. And I wonder if it's just because we're at the ground level as opposed to hanging out with the Jedi and the generals and everyone. But, well, you know, you I've... go to this occupied city and it feels like a city. Just with yeah. aliens living in it. I think that city was what... Lucas wanted Moss Eisley to be. I think that's fair. I mean, remember, there are reports, Gareth Edwards even said as much, that George Lucas saw the movie and George Lucas said he liked it. So Gareth Edwards is like, I can die happy now. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the. Uh, shit. I hate it. I lost my thought. <laughs> I was just like, I had a really good that. thought and it's gone now. So cool. I'd be really more worried about the fans than I would of George Lucas. <laughs> Well, we think of it as a Star Wars fan, though. If you're a fan who then gets to direct yeah. a movie, that this is a labor of love. He purposely tries to bring back elements from the original trilogy to feature them, like this lingering shot on Blue Milk. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's a total paying credit to what came before. That so. Is, oh, so, okay. So they did what they did with episode seven, which is get a bunch of the voice actors who've worked for Star Wars products before to just do the incidental background voices because they know they can improv Star Wars. So I'm pretty sure it's David Acord and Sam Witwer who did this in uh, episode seven with the whole, you, you remember in episode four where it's, you know, Ben's old Ben is uh, sneaking into the Death Star to turn off the thing. And there's those two stormtroopers talking about oh, yeah. the speeder. So yeah. in episode seven, they have two stormtroopers talking about the next model of speeder. And it's David Acord uh, who <laughs> plays proxy in The Force Awakens, among other things. And Sam Witwer, who is currently Darth Maul in uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, among other things. And the secret apprentice from Force and Unleashed. The secret apprentice yeah. in Force Unleashed. And uh, they're back in this one talking about the model speeder from A New Hope that <laughs> is just getting ready to be released. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. So if you get a chance yeah, and you awesome. are a huge voice acting fan and you're a huge fan of the animated series and everything or the video games, 
when you watch this movie again, listen to the incidental voices and everything and see who you can find. Because yeah, that's always fun. I get the feeling this no. is going to be one of those movies when you go into a rewatch, you're going to see a lot more than you ever expected. I think that's how most people caught Chopper, for instance, is they didn't catch it the first time, but the second yeah. time they're looking and paying more attention. Like, wait, wait, is that Chopper? Chopper? Well, I, I knew there was a model of it because they had Riz Ahmed. There's a, a thing I've seen of Riz Ahmed seeing him and you're like, oh my God, Chopper! That's great. <laughs> I love that there's a, a, now, a star I, of the movie who watches Clone Wars and Rebels. I have heard um, I have heard people complaining about seeing three PO and R two, but yeah. at the same time I can understand yeah. why they're in there. Um, in in from a story perspective, not just a fan service pers perspective, because we do end this movie ten minutes before A New Hope, so having them there basically establishes the timeline before the end of the movie because they have to be there because Leia's ship has to be there, mm -hmm. so they and they have to be on her ship. So that, as well as fan service, kind of places this movie exactly in the timeline where it's supposed to be. Well, plus, what Star Wars really is is the story of two droids and the idiotic humans that they run into. <laughs> that is one of the biggest things I have with all of Star Wars is, or the prequels is, you would you would think like, hmm, Darth Vader would be like, wait a second, didn't I build that thing? There's a lot of <laughs> protocol droids out well, there. He looks though. like um, there there was a story in Led in Legends in the uh, comic series where Vader yeah. on Cloud City where Vader talks to three PO. Yeah, it was called Thank the Maker. It's a really good comic. Yeah. Nice. Um, question for you guys, and this is just how I, like, did you guys feel when you first started watching the movie, other than with Jin, because you kind of got her backstory in it, did you guys kind of feel like you were dropped into a story, like, in the middle, and, like, yep. kind of wanted to know all the backstory before? Oh, Definitely. <laughs> And they never quite like gave that, it though. to you. They well, never that's one of the things about Star Wars is if you look at all the movies, they kind of drop you in in medias res every time. And mm. that's what the appeal of, at least to me, the expanded universe was. You find out more about all these side characters. You find out more about these planets. Uh, right now, the advantage of having things like Clone Wars and Rebels and the novels and stuff is that currently... It's all canon. Unfortunately, that means that Palpatine's first name is now and forever officially Sheev, which I refuse to believe. But <laughs> it's I mean Sheev, yeah. Wait, Sheev or Shiv? Is it Sheev, S H E E V. <laughs> well, I'm still gonna say Shiv. name ever. Sheev. Ah. <laughs> but uh, that was kind of really like I remember the ads in Star Wars Insider where they would just it was it was an ad and it was pointing at a character in the pod race scene and it was what's his story and it was an ad for I think the card game but I vaguely remember that too yeah it's it's always been kind of one of the things about Star Wars is they will give you an unnecessarily large amount of information about all of the characters. So expect at some point <laughs> the, you know, the Baze Malbus Chirrut Inway comic. Yeah, that I want. I want that. I want yeah. it. I will buy. And that's yeah, it. I'll buy. give you all that. But my problem with that is this movie was supposed to be all about those side characters. You can't have side, side, side characters. That doesn't, yes, I want to give it yes, to you me. Have <laughs> you give me the information <laughs> in a movie. We're getting Willie, We're getting, yes. Star Wars has stories about side side characters and their side characters. Mm -hmm. That's uh -huh. the way this universe yeah. works. Yeah. I mean, I go see so movie big, because I like Willie. movies. 
Tell me what Obi-Wan's childhood was like. Tell me what planet he was from. Band no. It wasn't Bandamir. It was, <laughs> what was he doing awesome stuff like he was doing now, then? Uh, uh, uh. He's hanging out in the desert right now. Even the prequels, he was doing awesome shit. But the point is, they bring you this character in episode one. Well, hell, in episode four. And they don't tell you his backstory. They don't. You don't find out his backstory from episode four until the prequels. He and is even a psychic. Still don't see, get in, all of it, but that's yeah. still see, all in that's a. That's what I see. I I love that. That's what I loved about Mad Max Fury Road. Is you got all these characters and all these looks going on, and you're like, wait a minute, what happened with that? And they don't tell you. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was actually so. My biggest problem with the Matrix series was that. One was fantastic, but then two answered the questions from one that I didn't want the answers to. So, but I, but that was the thing, though, right? That's why I was asking this question because I've seen people complain. Well, see, I don't think you need to know the whole story of everyone because that's part of the fun is you come up with your own head canon as to what it was. And and let's be honest, sometimes what actually ends up being canon is nowhere near as fun as what head canon is. No. Let's be honest. And Lauren, I would have gave it to you, Lauren, if you said Qui-Gon instead of Obi-Wan. I'd be like, well, yeah, I want to know a little more about that guy. Or you how get space ghost or Jedi ghost and how do you do yeah. that? Or you get <laughs> massive amounts of exposition that just really drag the movie. Yeah. Oh, like a crawl? No. <laughs> no. Okay, what did y'all think of the lack of crawl and lack of the, the main theme? I'm good I, with I it. I want to like know it. what, because I have my thing, but I want to know what y'all thought. I, I like it because they're going to continue with these side movies, and so I think having all the side movies not have the crawl makes sense. Yeah. Um, the music yeah. I I thought was a little lackluster. I thought it was uh, serviceable, considering he had four weeks to do it. But I think it could have been better. The music sounded like Star Trek at times. He he pulled a couple yeah, of his Star Trek riffs in, and I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I never noticed the music, so it means it was never a problem. Oh, so it's the Marvel exactly. problem. It, it been, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it could have been better. Yeah. It did its job, but it could have been better. It's better looking at the names of the tracks. Yeah. Oh, oh no, those are, yeah. Yeah. no, don't look at those names. Don't. Those are great. Yeah. No, but, but, uh, I think I'm doing it. I'm going to look at them now. Because I've been watching Rebels and Clone Wars for years, uh, I'm used to not having the crawl, and I'm used to not having the main theme, so it didn't bother me as much as I feel like it might have some people. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. That's like I watched all of Clone Wars, and yeah, it's the same thing. You get the... You get the fortune cookie, and... Yeah. Ah, da -da -da -da. Then that's and then, bam, right into the episode. Yeah, no no crawl. Yeah. And Rebels, you get like the the, the cold open. Yeah, no, they're yeah. fine without having the crawl in there for me because it's like they said before, this is not one of the main trilogy movies, it's an anthology story. And they made a point of this yeah. was not billed as Star Wars Rogue One. It was Rogue One, a Star Wars story. The emphasis yeah. is not on the fact that it is Star Wars, but that it exists in that universe. Purpose well, that was only that only strengthens my argument about all of it should have been in here because it is just a one-time story. No, you can't do it, though. No, no. see, the crawl, the crawl is explaining the overall arc of the, the main Skywalker story. Having it the saga, here, if you would. It, yes. is, yeah, the yeah. saga, if you will. So having it here, I feel, is more of a distraction because it's not about the main saga. It's a side story to explain some things that happen in the, the main saga. It's not the main saga itself. That's um, 
we were talking about how this is a war movie that happened to have Star Wars elements to it. And that's that's exactly why I was okay without having the crawl, the scrawl, crawl, whatever you want to call it, um, in it. Because it's a war movie that happened to have TIE, we- tie fighters and X-Wings. So Yeah. So yeah. looking at the time right now, I know Lauren's got like four minutes till she's got to yeah. step out. So I want to give you a chance to to put well, your final I, thoughts I just, towards the movie. Okay, and then... I just wanted before we go, I wanted one last question okay. that I really want to know. So we all, there's been a big deal about the CGI characters in the mm. movie, namely Tarkin yeah. and yeah. Leia. The digi actors. What, yeah. What I want to know, first of all, I was so glad to hear Tarkin because I'm pretty sure it was Steven Stanton, the guy who voiced him in Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, and who actually cosplays Tarkin pretty well. So I wish they kind of <laughs> got him for that. But um, so what was your opinion on how those looked? And did you see it in 2D or 3D? Oh, I I, I, I was okay with Tarkin. I saw it in 2D. I was okay with Tarkin. Um, I, and, and I've noticed some people are saying that the people they talk to, um, it makes a difference whether or not you know that... Um, Peter Cushing is dead. Um, I do know that a Peter Cushing is dead, <laughs> I, and and I didn't have a problem with it. I was kind of I was kind of looking. I was looking to see if I did, and I didn't. And I think part of it is because of the low lighting of Tarkin. Leia, her mouth was completely off, completely off. Yeah. And I think that's partly because she's so brightly lit. But uh, Leia was definitely Uncanny Valley big time. Mm. Yeah, I I, I agree with that too. So. I'm yeah. going to give it to him. Uh, Tarkin just because... at first was a little weird, but I got used to him. Yeah, but I knew he was CGI. It took me a second. But I was like, yeah, that, he's definitely CGI. I mean, I gave it to him because, you know, just, it didn't bother 2- me. 2D or 3D? Uh, I went saw IMAX 3D. 2D. Okay. Yeah, I saw 2D as well. The Tarkin stuff, I think it looked all right. The Leia stuff, though, definitely. I was going, eh, it's close, but it's it's almost Polar yeah. Express creepy. They're, they're yeah, almost Polar Express. Yeah. yeah, it was very Polar Express. <laughs> yeah, I saw it in 2D and Tarkin like almost fit, like he was close. But Leia reminded me of the first Final Fantasy movie. It's like that's a <laughs> oh, character God. that doesn't exist in the reality that it's surrounded by. Like she don't, stuck out like a sore thumb. Don't bring up that movie. <laughs> oh, you know you loved it. The spirits within really. What Alec Baldwin in that? Jesus. Yes, he was. Could be. Oh. <laughs> He, he was the voice of the main dude. I, I saw so it in 3D, and I thought they both looked fine. Like, it threw me when oh. I first saw Tarkin. But uh, while you're here, well, how'd you like the 3D? I liked it. Um, there were some space Ooh. fights Ooh. and the scenes on Scarif, and particularly some of the stuff with the Death Star that I thought were great. I'm going to say you don't mm. need it at all. They rare is only for those little bits that was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But everything else was like, is this even 3d? I can't even tell. So it's a typical 3d movie. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> so Lauren, I know you need yeah. to get out of here. I'll give yeah. people a chance real quick before uh, you get out of uh, here. Let them know where they can find you. Uh, I am on Twitter at Sith, Witch. Uh, I am on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Marvel podcast, which I will be on in just a few minutes. Um, we record Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Geeks.Live. And I am a voice actress on Strange and Unusual Productions, which uh, updates on Fridays. 
Awesome. Yay. And thank you so much for joining us. Yay. I know you need to get out of here. And I got you there. 8.50 exactly by my clock. Yes. So. Chris, 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 this just nice. in. This just in. Uh, SP says he, he's, he's, it's okay to be late. I'm here, PCC. It's official. It's, <laughs> it's, thank you all it's so much it's for fake. having me on. I'm sorry for not shutting up, but like seriously, I've been into Star Wars for longer than I can remember. So, yes, thank you. I'll talk to y'all later. Hit me up on Twitter anytime you want to talk about Star Wars. I will talk about it forever. So, bye. 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 Thanks for joining us. I'll have my questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are probably going to start wrapping things up here in a few. We got about 10 minutes left in a regular show. We always run over. One of the things, though, I do want everyone to think about this right now because we're going to do a network promotion piece while you guys think about this. Rankings <coughs> of the Star Wars movies. It's the, it's the thing that has to be done everywhere. And I'm sort of opposed to it, but if you had to rank them now, where would you put Rogue One in your order of films? And while you're thinking about that, we want to tell you guys all about the Gunna Geek Network. That's right. That is the Gunna Geek Network, the home of 20 different awesome geeky and nerdy podcasts, of which we've got many hosts from the network represented on this panel tonight. There's all sorts of awesome, cool, nerdy, geeky podcasts. You can find things about video games, specific TV shows, like, I don't know, Game of Thrones or Arrow or Supergirl, Flash, things like that. You can find those things there. And each week on All Things Good and Nerdy, we like to try and highlight one specific podcast from the Gun and Geek Network. So, Naki, what podcast are we talking about this week? This week, we're talking about Game Life Balance U.S., uh, episode 34, Cody and John completely destroy travel naysayers. Cody was told by several people that he will literally die by traveling, and yet he survived. <laughs> Hear him and John completely destroy travel naysayers, then talk about what it's like to take kids on vacation. Plus, Cody's first impression of Final Fantasy 15. And if you know, I think this is the first time I have read that and not fucked it up halfway through. Well, I mean, we can. I can give you some more promo reads if you want. You can just keep reading them until you mess Naki, up. If you, want. Naki, you did a great job. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Willie. I appreciate that. So I oh, did. That might have been Reverend Willie saying that. I don't know. So yeah. as we come back from this little quick commercial break moment right here, I did tease the fact we've got to think about rankings of the Star Wars movies and. It's tough for me to do. I don't generally like to rank movies as soon as I have seen them, but I kind of have a rough ranking in my head. How does Rogue One compare to your list right now? And I'm just going to work my way across the bottom screen. Anthony, why don't you kick us off? If you got to rank Rogue One with the other Star Wars flicks, where does it go? I think it goes right under Empire, right above Jedi. Okay. Yeah. And then the top of my list is Force Awakens. Mm. I like it. A very interesting take on that. So we're talking, this is probably about third place for you then? Yeah, this would be third. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeannie, how about yourself? If you had to rank Rogue One right now, I know it's tough to do. Where would you put it? I would put it fourth. Okay. Uh, topped by Empire, uh, original Star Wars, and Force Awakens. Interesting. Naki, how about yourself? What are you thinking? Uh, boyfriend and I were actually talking about it last night, and we came to a consensus that it's number three. Uh, number one being Empire, number two being Force Awakens, number three being Rogue One. All right, Kent, followed by Jedi. Kent, how about yourself? Where would you put it if you had to rank this one? Wait, wait, wait. Where wait, would wait. you put original Star Wars? Oh no, I'm sorry, Star Wars and then Jedi. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I was gonna say you have Jedi before Star Wars. <laughs> 
So Kent, I'm going right. to toss it to you. Well, I know it's a tough question. Where are you putting Rogue One in the grand scheme of things? I am going to put it at the... I'm torn between the number three or number four position. Going Empire, uh, New Hope, and then either Episode 7 or Rogue One. Okay, that's fair. Kind of split there. New Generation has been very good. This new generation of of movies have both been very good so far. So we just thought this whole Disney thing might be a problem. Evidently, we were wrong. (laughs) I had I had faith. I saw what they did with Marvel. I had faith. Yeah. Yeah. They gave us a bloodier Punisher than we ever had before. (laughs) Disney's Punisher is the best. That is true. Disney's Punisher is the best. So Willie, I know you're not the biggest Star Wars fan out there. If you had to rank this one, you've probably seen the other flicks. Where would you put it if you had to? <laughs> all right. I'm going pre, to preface this with send all your hate mail to Chris because I don't really care, first of all. So that's, Anthony, likes it. Anthony likes it. That's Chris at GunnaGeek.com. You can send it there. Thank, he'll forward it to me, I'm sure. I don't exactly. Care. Um, <laughs> now, let me also say this first. I did not see the original trilogy as in all of them until I was 13. And that's because I saw the first one. It was on TV all the time, but the you know uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi were not on TV as often, so I never called them. I've only seen the first one. I was like, I'm getting tired of seeing this tame one ever. So I rented them. Deprived childhood. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it wasn't a big part. Yeah. It was whatever. And then same thing with uh, Phantom Menace. It was on TV all the time, so I never really got to saw the second episode two and three, and I finally went back and saw them. And now here's where the hate part comes in. Uh, Rogue One, very bottom, very back end of it because I don't care for war movies at all. And this, really? yeah, like you said, it's a war movie. I don't really care for war movies. <laughs> Wait, so you're putting it under the prequels? Yes, I am. Oh, you are an awful human being. Yeah, but he also <laughs> he also hates on the Thor movies, so I don't. Oh have my much. god, the worst of the worst. They are not. Um, not yeah, the Thor not. movies aren't that good. In I love the Thor movies. Not that good. High five, Chris. God. I love the Thor movies. Oh, but they are the they're on the bottom. Thor two, Thor is above Thor two. I will give you that. But no. Thor two, that is end Thor all. Thor two is better than worst. Thor. No, uh, they built a whole town for that. Sure, it was a <laughs> shitty town, but it was still was a town. So, <laughs> before I give my rankings, looking in the chat room, I see Draftsman's chimed in with his ranking. He says third. I would watch this more times than Empire, Jedi, Rogue One, and Force Awakens. I would rewatch Ooh. it more than Force Awakens. He says. Yeah, and Cajun Sean said it ranks higher than Return of the Jedi in his charts. So. Okay, so I've got to do my rankings now. I've been thinking about this as you guys were all talking. So number one, Empire. Number two, Force Awakens. Number three, A New Hope. Number four, Return of the Jedi. Number five, Rogue One for me. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, we're all going to have varying tastes. Uh, one of my well, bigger problems with this is it was just a very slow build movie. And I don't know. I need to see it again, I think. I have a hard what time making things. Uh, can we talk briefly about the things we had the most problems with? Sure, let's do that, and then we'll start wrapping yeah. things up because we're hitting our hour mark. The the thing I had the the biggest problem with was the entire bit with the mother. There is no way her a mother is sending her child off by herself and then running in and not making sure that she gets off by herself and running in and get, getting herself killed like that. That doesn't happen. I mean, it depends on what she what she thinks she's fighting for. I could see where she where she 
could come to the logic that that was the appropriate thing to do because she thought she was going to save her husband and maybe in turn save her family so i can kind of see where her logic lies now is it correct no but i mean i could kind of see it well if they want to push jen as a disney princess they have to kill the mom exactly what i was gonna say yeah. the parents disney. gotta go yeah. <laughs> yeah dead parents make for better heroes moana That's didn't Peter have Parker. dead parents yeah, but you know saying. what does? Batman v Spoilers, Superman, which is the best movie ever. Martha! Yeah. Martha! Chris. Why'd you say the name? <laughs> oh, sorry. I went to my wrestling promo sound. <laughs> yeah. Nacky, do we get to drown Chris after this? Um, You know, <laughs> it's in, it's, it's, he's the sane one of the podcast. We usually aim for Anthony or Willie. Yeah. If you drown Chris, <laughs> Naki has to take over. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, not, if he's, if he'd be jokingly saying that Batman versus Superman is the best does not induce faith oh. in sanity. Man of Steel. Better. Awesome movie. Great movie. What? We've been through Man this. Of Man of Steel, okay. Good movie. No, this is Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Willie, Willie needs to get Star kicked Wars. off this podcast now. We're done. <laughs> oh, Naki said you're fired. Oh, and Boondock sucks. <laughs> Willie, Boondock I think you're stupid. Are you? What? What the fuck what? is wrong with you? We've been through what? this before. Never We've seen it. This. Never seen uh, it, so I can honestly say whatever. Okay. Willie, I think you're just stupid. <clears throat> there it is. Oh, my God. We had a button. Thank you. <laughs> Boondock Saints is fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. Really, I think you're just stupid. Shut up, Naki. Okay, what 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 were everybody else's biggest problems with the movie? Shiny pants, Darth Vader. <laughs> right. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not true. The hot pants. I was, but when I saw it, I was just like. He's got shiny pants. He's part of. He's Mayor Shiny Pants. I didn't, even, I didn't even notice it. I didn't either. Yeah. No. The only thing I noticed with Darth Vader was that helmet had a like a big gap between the neck and the costume. That's all I noticed okay. of it. But I was like, yeah, I'll give it to him. Okay, we did. We did talk about yeah. his costume and stuff. But how awesome was Darth Vader? Oh, he oh was yeah, it, yeah, well, yeah. And yeah, and this is the, the the Star Wars movie that you wait the longest before you see somebody actually light up a lightsaber. Yeah. It's not until yeah. the end sequence do you finally see a lightsaber in this movie. The the thing that I that last scene where he's basically Jason Voorhees. Um <laughs> and, and that I'm, through that I'm just thinking, oh my god, they put the teeth back in Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, they basically removed them with the prequels. And and I and I've been telling everybody who hasn't seen it yet, this is the movie that shows you why we as kids, because I saw them in the movie theater, why we as kids were terrified of Darth Vader. Absolutely pee your pants terrified. They only hinted at it before. Now we see it. Yeah. Yeah, this, well, uh, this this shows the why the galaxy and the people that live there are terrified of Darth Vader. Because he's the type of person that can go down a hallway and murder 40 soldiers and not have any qualms or even slow down. It felt like Star Wars Battlefront to me, and not in a bad way, where when you get a hero <laughs> that unlocks, and they just go and wreck face, and it's just yeah. awesome. Or did you guys almost remember the, uh, guy on the ceiling? And then, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. What was Bye. the game? The, uh, the Force, uh, Force Unleashed, the first one, where he's going through... Uh, Wookie home planet Kashyyyk. is Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. 
Oh god, we're going to go through the pronunciation. This she got <laughs> it doesn't matter. Where he's going to opening level and just wrecking shop, throwing people left and right. Oh, there's a oh, tree. Yeah. Chop it down with the lightsaber. Yep. Help. See, we I, like as a kid, and I've talked about this before, but uh, the 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 whole unveiling of Vader being um, Luke's father wasn't an unveiling <laughs> to me because I spoke that language, and so Vader means father. So I was like, yeah, what? Cool. <laughs> well, honestly, for most of us as kids, none of us were afraid of Darth Vader. We were afraid of James Earl Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I we mean, were afraid that, of the voice, not that, the costume. That's it's that voice that gets you. That, oh, if there's one thing I was scared of as a kid, it's not Vader. It's not even James Earl Jones. It's Skeletor. That dude was scary. No, <laughs> I, he made me laugh. Skeletor's love was my favorite thing that came out of ni- 2015, well, I want to say. Frank Langella? <laughs> yes. What? Yes. What? You're afraid of Frank Langella from Masters of the Universe, the movie? Have you seen Skeletor Christmas? <laughs> oh, oh, yes. God. Oh, yeah. Like Star Wars Christmas? We yeah. don't talk about the Star Wars Christmas. All oh, right, we're guys. talking about no, it. No, no, I watched it. I we're not talking it. about the holiday special. It is not canon. It is yes, it boring is. is what actually, it is. It is. Actually, yeah, it is. I know it is. I'm it pretending. Is. Actually, they've never really acknowledged it. No, I think Kathleen Kennedy put it on the list. If you want bad, but yeah. I would I would rank that Ewoks underneath Rogue One. How's that? Ewok movies are not. Oh my god! <laughs> well, oh, I love well, the, the two the two Ewok made for TV yeah. movies are not yeah. canon. Well, this uh, has been a going to diabetes. This has been a fun conversation. It's been a lot of fun getting to chat Rogue One with everyone. <laughs> Looking at the time, though, we do need to start wrapping things up. But before we do, I want to give everyone a chance to sum up their thoughts on Rogue One and say about thirty seconds or less, if they can. And it's an open floor. Whoever would like to go, just speak your piece. It's a war movie with Star Wars elements, and I enjoyed it. It's a Star Wars movie with war elements, and I don't like war movies. <laughs> but I do rank Suicide Squad higher than this because it was more entertaining. Not a better oh, movie. Just yeah. More entertaining. Oh. More entertaining. Oh. Fuck you! <laughs> Willie, I think the you're acting just in this movie is superb. I will get yep, yep, I second that. I'll give it that to you. K2SO stole the show. Alan Tudyk <gasps> was hilarious. Yeah. We barely got to talk about him today, but really, he got all the great one-liners and Everyone was sitting there laughing, applauding. He made you feel for a droid. Basically, they put Alan Tudyk in yeah. front of a microphone and said, go. Yeah, Yeah. which uh, on Conan, he said he talked to Tony Daniels about it. And Tony Daniels, after seeing the movie, he basically walked up to Alan Tudyk and said, fuck you. Fuck you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to be in a goddamn suit the whole time in the Tunisian <laughs> desert. Fucking dying. <laughs> he was on stilts, and they did have to look at his crotch, though. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He even had the fun of making so his probably enjoyed that. <laughs> Alan Tudyk. Anybody's going to enjoy that. It's going to be Alan Tudyk. Exactly. Steve. I the do wish he would have said, "I'm a leaf on the wing. I'm a leaf on the wind." Watch oh. how I soar. <laughs> Pill. Oh, I've been shot. Or curse <laughs> your sudden but inevitable tr- betrayal. If they could have gotten that in there somewhere, yeah. that also. Yeah. Would have been hilarious, but sadly, I've seen know. a comic with that. Yeah, so yeah. I've seen a comic yeah. with that. Yeah. Art. Yeah. yeah, some yeah. inevitable matchup, and it's yeah. K2SO with the dinosaurs. Yeah, so 
So look in the, look in the chat room. Draspin said, "My final review of Rogue One: A good epic war story. We need to all be one with the Force, and the Force will be with us." So Draspin, well. thank you for putting a pen in it, and that is going to wrap our coverage of Star Wars Rogue One on this spoiler-filled edition, episode two hundred and forty-one of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. But before we close out of here, we've had some guests this week. It is only fair that we give them a chance to shamelessly self-promote. So Jeannie, why don't you start off with this bit of shameless self-promotion? It's all yours. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I am a co-host and producer of Tyrion's Landing, the Tyrion's Landing podcast. We are also on Gonna Geek. Uh, we are currently on hiatus. We'll be back in February. Um, we're planning all kinds of. We have some really cool ideas for all kinds of of shows before they come back in the summer. <sighs> But uh, any questions that you have about Game of Thrones specifically, send to Landing at gmail.com. We plan on doing a Q&A show. We'd love to hear from all of you. Um, and you can find us on iTunes and at TyrionsLanding.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. And Kent, it is now your turn for shameless self-promotion. So please, sir, go ahead. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, Art House Legends podcast. We just dropped our last review of the year for a movie called The Lobster, which was and weird. Uh, which was all uh, Jonah Lobster's idea because it was a movie about a lot about, well, movie about a guy who's being threatened to be turned into a lobster. <laughs> nice. There's some, yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird. Uh, but uh, yeah, our next episode, I think is going to come out late next we're going to be a bit late on it's going to be the year end wrap up for everything which we'll probably discuss rogue one for like a minute or two in it but well you uh, have to everyone's got to talk about it it's good hits yeah i mean (laughs) it it came out this year so and we've seen it so uh but uh yeah uh january is going to be us focusing on movies that critics didn't like but for some reason we liked so we're going to try and defend them uh besides that uh i think we're that's uh we're, well we're on itunes so just look us up under our house legends and and if all else fails click the network tab right. over on gunnageek.com that's true <laughs> And uh, like we said earlier, also don't forget, big thank you to to Jeannie, to Kent, and also to Lauren, who had to pop off early to go do Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you are watching this live as we record this on Wednesday, December 21st, 2016, stay on Geeks.Live. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. probably started about five minutes ago, so you can go and get caught up with that show. And I think they're talking about Luke Cage this week. I'm not 100% sure because I didn't check ahead of time because I'm a great producer. That's so if we just keep talking, then they don't get a live stream? No, no, they get a live stream. You can have simultaneous live streams. No, we're on streams. a different live stream. Yeah. God damn We're on a separate we're on one. We're on the better <laughs> one, though, Doc. Don't worry, we're on the better one. Yes. I just like fucking with SP. <laughs> that's, that's half Doesn't the everybody? Fun. Either me and SP get along, or mm-hmm. we do not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, that is probably That's pretty much SP. <laughs> that is going to wrap up this final episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast for 2016. We'll be back in 2017. I don't know if we'll be back on January 2nd or not. We haven't discussed that yet. January 1st. 
Yeah, that's right, January first, which would be the very, which is our next live recording date. We're not sure if we'll be back or not. Stay tuned to the social medias to find out. In the meantime, feel free to check out our entire back catalog over at atgnpodcast.com. Feel free to tweet us at atgnpodcast <laughs> on Twitter. What did I mess up? I wasn't even paying attention. No, I was just I think if anybody else wants to join the two of us that have listened to every episode, oh. it's me and one other person. I've listened to all <laughs> yeah. of them because I've been on I've, all of them. I was going to say, I've listened to all of them. I don't think you actually listened to all of them, Chris. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you didn't listen to half of this one. <laughs> I've listened to like two-thirds of this one. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've heard more of this podcast than you have. Oh, I've enough. listened to all of them. See, there you go. And if you have listened to all of them and want to challenge Anthony on that, please feel free to send us an email to atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com or call in to 304-806-ATGN and berate Anthony. Don't worry. It's okay. Don't forget, we normally stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern over on Geeks.Live and on Channel 3 of Alpha Geek Radio. A uh, quick little uh, tease for you guys. We are working on something new for January, which would or the new year, I guess, which will give us shorter latency for the live stream viewers, meaning you'd only be about seven seconds behind what we say. So if we can get that pulled off, we'll be in good shape and we'll let you guys know as that develops. But that is going to wrap things up. So before we kill the live stream, any final thoughts from anyone as we get out of here? Going once. A-T-G-N, 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 dick butts. Butts, dick butts. If you... oh. Uh, how about this for a final thought? New drinking game. Every time you watch this movie and they say hope. Oh, that'll kill you. Yeah, you might die. Yes. Yeah, you uh, might actually die. Yeah, that'll kill you. <laughs> well, guys, uh, thank you. Thank you, Keith, for doing this for the intro for us. Yes, Keith. Oh, thank, thank you, you so, much. so much. I was so surprised. I loved it. <laughs> and we wow. will watch on. We'll see you guys next year. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek Radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. Except for our intro this week. <laughs>